Hare Krishna, <clears throat> my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Uh, we're a little late today, <clears throat> please don't mind. Uh, we'll get right into it. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava by Srila Sanatan Goswami describes the glory of the Bhagavatam in very nice terms. He goes like this Sarvasyastrabdi Piyusha Sarvasvedaika Satpala Sarvasedanta Ratnaja Sarvalokaika Drikprada own nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Ditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita, O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees. O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Barshak Shadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume <clears throat> I bow down to you who are supremely, bris supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaga mad bhagya mad anandana My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin adini chuchita kada hanamuncha gadachin mam premna rit kantayok spura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 23rd chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, 3rd canto, um, Lamentation of the Devahuti. And we're starting with text 56. <clears throat> Extremely important verse. Neha yat karma dharmhaya 
Navidagaya Kalpate Natirtapada Sevayai Jivan Api Mrito Hisaha This is Devahuti speaking, trying to get to convince her husband to give her a son. Anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to to anyone whose work is not meant to elevate him to religious life, anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation, and anyone situated in renunciation that does not lead him to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead must be considered dead, although he is breathing. Purport. <clears throat> Devahuti's statement is that since she was attached to living with her husband for sense gratification, which does not lead to liberation from material entanglement, excuse me, <clears throat> her life was simply a waste of time. Any work one performs that does not lead to the state of religious life is useless activity. Anyone is by everyone is by nature inclined to some sort of work. And when that work leads one to religious life, and religious life leads one to renunciation, and renunciation leads one to devotional service, one attains the perfection of work. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, any work that does not lead ultimately to the standard of devotional service is a cause of bondage in the material world. Yagyartat karmanon yatra lokoyam karmabandhanaha Unless one is gradually elevated to the position of devotional service, beginning with, from his natural activity, he is to be considered a dead body. Work which does not lead one to the understanding of Krishna consciousness is considered useless. Text 57 My Lord, surely I have been solidly cheated by the insurmountable illusory energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For in spite of having obtained your association, which gives liberation from material bondage, I did not seek such liberation. Purport. <clears throat> An intelligent man should utilize good opportunities. The first opportunity <clears throat> is the human form of life. And the second opportunity is to take birth in a suitable family where there is cultivation of spiritual knowledge. This is rarely obtained. The greatest opportunity is to have the association of a saintly person. Devahuti was conscious that she was born as the daughter of an emperor. She was highly educated and cultured and at last she got Kardamamuni a saintly person and a great yogi as her husband. Still, 
if she did not get liberation from the entanglement of, of material energy, then certainly she would be cheated by the insurmountable illusory energy. Actually, the illusory, the illusory material energy is cheating everyone. People do not know that they are doing people do not know what they are doing when they worship the material energy in the form of goddess Kali or Durga for material boons. They ask, Mother, give me great riches, give me a good wife, give me fame, give me victory. But such devotees of the goddess Maya or Durga do not know that they are being cheated by that goddess. Material achievement is actually no achievement because as soon as one is illusioned by the material gifts he becomes more and more entangled and there is no question of liberation. One should be intelligent enough to know how to utilize material assets for the purpose of spiritual realization. That is called Karma Yoga or Jnana Yoga. <clears throat> Whatever we have, we should use in the service of the Supreme Person. It is advised in Bhagavad Gita, Swakarmana Tamarbhyarcha. One should try to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead by one's assets. There are many forms of service to the Supreme Lord, and anyone can render service unto Him according to the best of His ability. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the third canto, 23rd chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Devahuti's Lamentation. Jai. Devahuti Ki Jai. The perfect uh, wife, Ki Jai. All glories to Kardamamuni the perfect husband, Kijai. Chapter 24 The Renunciation of Kardamamuni Text 1 This is Maitreya is speaking. Recalling the words of Lord Vishnu, the merciful sage Kardama replied as follows to Swayambhuvamanu's praiseworthy daughter, Devahuti, who was speaking words full of renunciation. Text 2 <clears throat> The sage said, Do not be disappointed with yourself, O princess, you are actually praiseworthy. The infallible Supreme Personality of Godhead will shortly enter your womb as your son. Purport Kardamamuni encouraged his wife not to be sorry, thinking herself unfortunate, because the Supreme Personality of Godhead by his incarnation was going to come from her body. Text 3 
you have undertaken sacred vows. God will bless you. Hence, you should worship the Lord with great faith through sensory control, religious observances, austerities, and gifts of your money and charity. Purport. In order to spiritually advance or to achieve the mercy of the Lord, one must be self-controlled in the following manner. He must be restrained in sense gratification and must follow the rules and regulations of religious principles. Without austerity and penance and without sacrificing one's riches, one cannot achieve the mercy of the Supreme Lord. Kardamamuni advised his wife, you have to factually engage in devotional service with austerity and penance following the religious principles and giving charity. Then the Supreme Lord will be pleased with you and he will come as your son. Text 4 <clears throat> The personality of Godhead being worshipped by you will spread my name and fame. He will vanquish the knot of your heart by becoming your son and teaching knowledge of Brahman. Purport When the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes to disseminate spiritual knowledge for the benefit of all people, he generally descends as the son of a devotee, being pleased by the devotee's devotional service. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the father of everyone. No one, therefore, is his father, but by his inconceivable energy, he accepts some of the devotees as his parents and descendants. It is explained here that spiritual knowledge vanquishes the knot of the heart. Matter and spirit are knotted by false ego. This identification of oneself with matter, which is called Ridaya Granti exists for all conditioned souls and it becomes more and more tightened when there is too much affection for sex life. The explanation was given by Lord Rishab to his, to his sons that this material world is an atmosphere of attraction between male and female. That attraction takes the shape of a knot in the heart and by material affection, it becomes still more tight. For people who hanker after material possessions, society, friendship, and love, this knot of affection becomes very strong. It is only by Brahma-bhavana, the instruction by which spiritual knowledge is enhanced, that the knot in the heart is cut to pieces. No material weapon is needed to cut this knot, but it requires bona fide spiritual instruction. Kardabhamuni instructed his wife, Devahuti, that the Lord would appear as her son and disseminate spiritual knowledge to cut the knot of material identification. Text 5 
Sri Maitreya said, Devahuti was fully faithful and respectful toward the direction of her husband, Kardama, who was one of the Prajapatis, or generators of human beings in the universe. O great sage, she thus began to worship the master of the universe, the supreme personality of Godhead, who was situated in everyone's heart. Purport. This is the process of spiritual realization. One has to receive instruction from a bona fide spiritual master. Kardama Muni was Devahuti's husband, but because he instructed her on how to achieve spiritual perfection, he naturally became her spiritual master also. There are many instances <clears throat> wherein the hu husband becomes the spiritual master. Lord Shiva also is the spiritual master of his consort, Parvati. A husband should be so enlightened that he should become the spiritual master of his wife in order to enlighten her in the advancement of Krishna consciousness. Generally, stri or woman is less intelligent than man. Therefore, if the husband is intelligent enough, the woman gets an opportunity for spiritual enlightenment. Here it is clearly said, samyak shadhaya, that with great faith one should receive knowledge from the spiritual master and with great faith execute the performance of service. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his commentary on the Bhagavad Gita has especially stressed the instruction of the spiritual master. One should accept the instruction of the spiritual master as one's life and soul. Whether one is liberated or not liberated, one should execute the instructions, instruction of the spiritual master with great faith. It is also stated that the Lord is situated in everyone's heart. One does not have to seek the Lord outside. He is already there. One simply has to concentrate on one's worship in good faith as instructed by the bona fide spiritual master and one's efforts will come out successfully. It is also clear that the Supreme Personality of Godhead does not appear as an ordinary child. He appears as He is. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, He appears by His own internal potency, Atma Maya. And how does He appear? He appears when pleased by the worship of a devotee. A devotee may ask the Lord to appear as her son. The Lord is already sitting within the heart and if He comes out from the body of a devotee, it does not mean that the particular woman becomes His mother in the material sense. He is already always there, but in order to please His devotee, He appears as her son. Text 6 After many, many years, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Madhusudana, the killer of the demon Madhu, having entered the semen of Kardama, appeared in Devahuti, just as fire comes from wood in a sacrifice. 
purport. It is clearly stated here that the Lord is always the supreme personality of Godhead, although He appeared as the son of Kardamamuni. Fire is always present in wood, but by a certain process, fire is kindled. Similarly, God is all-pervading. He is everywhere, and since He may come out from everything, He appeared in His devotee's semen. Just as an ordinary living entity takes birth by taking shelter of the semen of a certain living entity, the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepts the shelter of the semen of his devotee and comes out as his son. This manifests his full independence to act in any way and it does not mean that he is an ordinary living entity forced to take birth in a certain type of womb. <clears throat> Lord Nishingadeva appeared from the pillar of Hiranyakashipu's palace. Lord Varaha appeared from the nostril of Brahma and Lord Kapila appeared from the semen of Kardama. But this does not mean that the nostril of Brahma or the pillar of Hiranyakashipu's palace or the semen of Kardama Muni is the source of the appearance of the Lord. The Lord is always the Lord. Bhagavan Madhusudana He is the killer of all kinds of demons and He always remains the Lord even if He appears as the son of a particular devotee. The word kardaman, kardamam, is significant, for it indicates that the Lord had some devotional affection or relationship in devotional service with kardama and devahuti. But we should not mistakenly understand that he was born just like an ordinary living entity from the semen of kardamamuni in the womb of Devahuti. Text 7 At the time of his descent on earth, demigods in the form of raining clouds sounded musical instruments in the sky. The celestial musicians, the Gandharvas, sang the glories of the Lord while celestial dancing girls, known as Apsaras, danced in joyful ecstasy. Text 8 At the time of the Lord's appearance, the demigods flying freely in the sky showered flowers. All the directions, all the waters, and everyone's mind became very satisfied. Purport it is learned herewith that in the higher sky there are living entities who can travel through the air without being hampered. Although we can travel in outer space, we are hampered by so many impediments, but they are not. We learn from the pages of Srimad Bhagavatam that the inhabitants of the planet called Siddhaloka can travel in space from one planet to another without impediment. They showered flowers on the earth when Lord Kapila, the son of Kardama, appeared. Text 9 Brahma, 
the first-born living being, went along with Marici and other sages to the place of Kardama's hermitage, which was surrounded by the river Saraswati. Purport Brahma is called Swayambhu because he is not born of any material father and mother. He is the first living creature and is born from the lotus which grows from the abdomen of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Garbhotagashayi Vishnu. Therefore he is called Swayambhu, self-born. Text 10 Maitri continued, O killer of the enemy, the unborn Lord Brahma, who is, most in, independ, who is almost independent in acquiring knowledge, <clears throat> could understand that a portion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his quality of pure existence had appeared in the womb of Devahuti just to explain the complete state of knowledge known as Sankhya Yoga. Purport <clears throat> In Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter, it is said that the Lord Himself is the compiler of Vedanta Sutra and He is the perfect knower of the Vedanta Sutra. Similarly, the Sankhya philosophy is compiled by the Supreme Personality of Godhead in His appearance as Kapila. There is an imitation Kapila who has a Sankhya philosophical system. But Kapila, the incarnation of God, is different from that Kapila. Kapila, the son of Kardama Muni, and his system of Sankhya philosophy, very explicitly explained not only the material world, but also the spiritual world. Brahma could understand this fact because he is Swarat, almost independent in receiving knowledge. He is called Swarat because he did not go to any school or college to learn, but learned everything from within. Because Brahma is the first living creature within this universe, he had no teacher. His teacher was the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself, who was seated in the heart of every living creature. Brahma acquired knowledge directly from the Supreme Lord within the heart. Therefore, he is sometimes called Swarat and Aja. Another important point is stated here. Satvinangshena When the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears, he appears, he, he brings with him all his paraphernalia of Vaikuntha. Therefore, his name his form, his quality, his paraphernalia, and his entourage all belong to the transcendental world. Real goodness is, the, is his real goodness is in the transcendental world. Here in the material world, the quality of goodness is not pure. Goodness may exist, but there must always, but there must also be some tinges of passion and ignorance. In the spiritual world, the unalloyed quality of goodness prevails. There, the quality of goodness is called Shuddha Sattva, 
pure goodness. Another name for Shuddha Sattva is Vasudev, because God is born from Vasudev. Another meaning is that when one is purely situated in the qualities of goodness, he can understand the form, name, quality, paraphernalia, and entourage of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The word Angshena also indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, appeared as Kapiladev in a portion of his portion. God expands either as Kala or as Anksha. Anksha means direct expansion and Kala means expansion of the expansion. There is no difference between the expansion, the expansion of the expansion and the Supreme Personality of Godhead directly as there is no difference between one candle and another. But still, the candle from which the others are lit is called the original. Krishna therefore is called the Parabrahman or the ultimate Godhead and cause of all causes. Text 11 After worshipping the Supreme Lord with gladdened senses and a pure heart, for his intended activities and excuse me, sorry, voice. <clears throat> After worshipping the Supreme Lord with gladdened senses and a pure heart for his intended activities as an incarnation, Brahma spoke as follows to Kardama and Devahuti. Purport. As explained in Bhagavad Gita, fourth chapter, anyone who understands the transcendental activities, the appearance and disappearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is to be, is to be considered liberated. Brahma, therefore, is a liberated soul. Although he is in charge of this material world, he is not exactly like the common living entity. Since he is liberated from the majority of the, of the, the majority of the follies of the common living entities, he was in knowledge of the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he therefore worshipped the Lord's activities. And, <clears throat> and with a glad heart, he also praised Kardamamuni because the Supreme Personality of Godhead as Kapila, and appeared as his son. One who can become the father of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is certainly a great devotee. There is a verse spoken by a Brahmana in which he says that he does not know what the Vedas and what the Puranas are. But while others might be interested in the Vedas or Puranas, he is interested in Nanda Maharaj, who appeared as the father of Krishna. The Brahmana wanted to worship Nanda Maharaj because the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as a child, crawled in the yard of his house. These are some of the good sentiments of devotees. If a recognized devotee brings forth the Supreme Personality of Godhead as his son, 
how he should be praised. Brahma, therefore, not only worshipped the incarnation of Godhead Kapila, but, but also praised his so-called father, Kardamamuni. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> so we'll stop here. And my voice is starting to give me trouble. We'll stop here and start again tomorrow at text 12. And Brahma will speak. So fortunate we are to hear from these great personalities. Okay. Let us hear now from the assembled sages their reflections on what we just heard. Hare Krishna. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devi Dasi Haribo. Hare Krishna dear Maharaja and all the assembled devotees, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. And from Sudevi Dasi. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. From Bhakti Noel. Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. I appreciated hearing in text 5 today about the process of spiritual realization and taking instruction from a bona fide spiritual master. Having someone who can guide us and we can serve in our daily devotional service feels like a grounding component in advancement in Krishna consciousness. How lucky are we that the Lord is situated in our hearts and we get the privilege to grow that love, protection, and mercy. Continuing to worship in good faith and with sincere devotional service is my goal. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your service and reading to us. Well, thank you for that lovely uh, reflection, Bhakti Noel. Uh, it shows that you're hearing and uh, understanding and assimilating. Thank you so much. From Ananda Murti. Yes, Ananda Murti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading of Srila Prabhupada's books, especially Srimad Bhagavatam. Today I heard a very important statement at uh, 3.23.56. Thank you so much. And today I also heard, quote, One should accept the instruction of the spiritual master as one's life and soul. Whether one is liberated or not liberated, one should execute the instruction of the spiritual master with great faith. It is also stated that the Lord is situated in everyone's heart. One does not have to seek the Lord outside. He is already there. One simply has to concentrate on one's worship in good faith 
as instructed by the bona fide spiritual master, and one's efforts will come out successfully. Unquote. I thought this is the essence of the advancement of spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, one Bhagavad Gita distributed in lunch break. Om Tat Sat. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. A wonderful uh, reflection. Thank you so much. Uh, yes. Uh, pleasing the bona fide spiritual master is the secret of success, success for making spiritual advancement. There's no question of it. No question about it. Hare Krishna. And this is from Gopinathacharya Das. Gopinathacharya, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, nice to have your darshan. Hare Krishna, nice to be here and to know you're there. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Kola Dvipati. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank yeah. you for reading tonight. And congratulations again for your initiation. Haribo. Tonight I heard how the Lord can appear in any way He likes to. He is situated in the heart of His devotee, and thus His appearing through the semen of Kardama is completely different to a conditioned soul being forced to take shelter of the semen. Furthermore, I heard how through spiritual instruction, the Hridaya Grantis, or not in the heart, which is the material identification with the body, can actually be cut to pieces. Yes, Hare Krishna, and we should remember this uh, last verse of the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, which I want to read verbatim, please. Because it says exactly the same thing, but it says it in a very special, nice way. Yes. Tasmat ajnana sambhutam hritstam jnanasinatmanaha chitvayanam sangshayam yogam atistotistabharata Therefore the doubts which have arisen in your heart out of ignorance should be slashed by the weapon of knowledge. Armed with yoga, O Bharat, stand and fight. So here Krishna is explaining to Arjun how to get the determination and that is by transcendental knowledge, by assimilating transcendental knowledge and by removing all of his doubts through that knowledge. And then we may think, well, Arjun was on a battlefield. <clears throat> We're not on a battlefield. We may not be on that kind of battlefield. Some people are nowadays. But we are in the material world. And 
The material world is a dangerous place. And when we become serious about our spiritual life, we become more or less at war with ignorance. A pure devotee of the Lord can't tolerate ignorance and always does what is needed in order to dispel that ignorance in one way or another, in one form or another, both within himself and in everyone he meets. And this is enacted by the constant glorification, hearing and chanting and glorifying the Supreme Personality of Godhead and especially his literary incarnations such as Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. Hare Krishna. From Subarao, Radha Gopal. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading service. When you were reading 3.23.56, quote, Anyone whose work is not meant to elevate mm. him to religious life, mm. anyone whose religious ritualistic performances do not raise him to renunciation, and anyone situated in renunciation that does not lead him to devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead <laughs> must be considered dead, although he is breathing. Unquote. I had a question in my mind whether it is just binary whether one is dead, either dead or alive Prabhupada explains in the purport unless one is gradually elevated to the position of devotional service beginning from his natural activity he is to be considered as a dead body Well, to understand this, <clears throat> first you have to understand that the body is dead. The gross material body is dead. It's dead matter. And the proof is that when the soul leaves the body, the body is discarded and burned or buried or you have to get rid of it because it starts to decompose and it causes all kinds of diseases and uh, danger so in that sense the body is already dead it's being kept it's being it's alive because the consciousness is there and the consciousness is coming from the soul even the mind which carries the soul from one body to another is inert energy the soul is different I heard Prabhupada say the other day, and maybe I mentioned it yesterday, I can't remember. But just like we, we have a body, and then we put a, a shirt, you know, and then a coat over the body, and that shirt and coat covers the body. But it doesn't, you know, merge into the body or, you know, become part of the body. It's always... The body is always separate from the shirt and the coat. So the soul is like that. The soul is always separate from the uh, mental and, and gross body, the subtle and gross body. So therefore, if one is not engaging his senses, 
in the service of the Lord, which spiritualizes the body, then his body is literally uh, dead already. It may be a little harsh to hear, it may be a little difficult to hear, but whatever we do, you know, in the bodily concept of life, results in another gross body, and then another gross body, and then another gross body. Therefore, the statement is made, if your renunciation doesn't bring ones to devotional service, then the, then the body is considered dead, because it is. On the other hand, if the body you the body used in the service of the Lord becomes spiritualized, and if if a person is a pure devotee, then even the body of that devotee is is worshipped as spiritual. Hare Krishna. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for tonight's reading. One point that was very well explained by Prabhupada in relation to the appearance of Lord Kapila's appearance where he says that when the Lord appears to come from mundane sources like semen, Brahma's nostril, or a pillar, that, quote, this manifests his full independence to act in any way and it does not mean that he is an ordinary living entity forced to take birth in a certain type of womb. Unquote. The understanding that the Lord can act any way he likes through his different energies and manifest himself any way he likes is in of itself a, manifest, a full manifestation of his omnipotence. It's interesting that no other religion or spiritual philosophy seems to be able to accommodate or explain this fact the way Prabhupada does. Absolutely, and that's a wonderful reflection. Thank you so much. Thank you. We will relish remembering that. Thank you. From Goranga Gopal? Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. Carrying on on the topic, Kholadvi Pati Prabhu mentioned in purport of text 6, we hear that, quote, Just as an ordinary living entity takes his birth by taking shelter of the semen of a certain living entity, the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepts the shelter of the semen of his devotee and comes out as his son. This manifests his full independence to act in any way, and it does not mean that he is an ordinary living entity forced to take birth in a certain type of womb. Unquote. Then Prabhupada goes on talking about how different incarnations of Godhead appear in different ways. <clears throat> I recently heard from Devamrita Maharaj that because Krishna is the source of everything, he can incarnate and reveal himself anywhere he wants, in stone, brass, wood, in the mind, and so on because all these elements are part of his creation. With this in mind, it also helps us to understand the deities a little more, to be non-different from the Lord himself. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And I'll thank Deva, 
Devan Rita Maharaj, when I see him in a few days, <laughs> he's coming to see us, some of the visits. I also once heard Prabhupada say that the Lord is everywhere. It's not like he has to come down a pole like a fireman. <laughs> He's there already. He just has to, you know, remove the curtain of Maya and then he can appear from any form, in any place, any time. He's never an ordinary living being. And his activities prove it. That's why it's important to hear the details of the incarnations of Krishna in the Bhagavatam uh, throughout the first nine cantos before we get to the source of all those incarnations. As Prabhupada quoted um, in one of his purports, um, the, the Brahma Sangita, where it stated that just as a candle is lit from one candle to another, to another, to another, each one of those candles has the same candle power, but still there's an original candle. So the incarnations of Krishna, whether they be Kala or Angsa or whatever the name of the incarnation is, the expansion is, it's the same person. And he has that, all of the forms have the same potential to do anything. But only in the form of Krishna does he exhibit the full qualities of the Lord. And the other expansions, they exhibit only what is needed to perform a particular uh, uh, activity in order to protect his devotees and to slay the uh, undesirables. So he can do that when he was on, on the lap of his mother, when he when he became when he came in his original form of Krishna, he, he appeared in full form, Vishnu form, to Devaki and Vasudev. Then at their at their request he shrunk himself down to an ordinary little human child. But he was not an ordinary human child, and therefore he proved it by taking the life air out of the breast of Putana, who was a very powerful demon. We should understand that these demons that Krishna killed when he was a very little baby or as a little child, these were big personalities. They were full-on demoniac yogis who could turn themselves into whatever form they wanted and perform, you know, very, very powerful activities. And yet he dis he dis dispersed them and killed them just like a play, like a child playing. That is Krishna's form. That is, that is, those are his activities. And when we understand them and accept them for what they are, then we become eligible to, back, to go back to the spiritual world. It's as simple as that. Hare Krishna. So, one more comment from Gauranga Gopal. 
Yes, Gauranga Gopal. I also appreciated this simple statement. Matter and spirit are knotted by false ego. I really love how Prabhupada helps us to picture concepts in our minds with yes. meaningful images. Yes. <coughs> I call them picture words rather than book words. Prabhupada's words are empowered to help us visualize the truth, the absolute truth. We're so fortunate to be able to hear these books together. So fortunate. I was just, we were, Abaya and I were talking today and how fortunate we were, what a charmed life we're living to be able to sit in here every day, two, three times a day, you know, Srila Prabhupada's books. Hare Krishna. And from Subharal? Yes, Subharal. Yesterday we had Harinam and book distribution in Minneapolis as part Open Street Festival. By Lord's mercy, I distributed five Bhagavad Gita's and six Science of Self-Realization, one to a Muslim lady. Seeking your blessings in my advancement, Maharaj. Absolutely wonderful. And I don't have to tell you anything about that because you know when you give a book out, and a person gives something in return which completes the sacrifice uh, you get a feeling in your heart that is, is unmistakable and unique so congratulations Hare Krishna okay I'm going to give my voice a rest now Hare Krishna Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Samabeda Bhakta Vindaki Jai. Gaur Prem Anandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. Kapila Dev will now appear. Hare Krishna.